This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. SMU has its next head football coach with Rhett Lashley returning to the Hilltop, uh, where he served as offensive coordinator for that 2019 record-setting offense and that 10-win season. Lashley got to SMU Sunday, met with the faculty, got approved as the next head coach, and Monday morning was introduced to his team. Uh, and we're going to dive into a lot of things in recording this on this Tuesday, just a few hours before Lashley is expected to take the podium uh, and be formally introduced to the public 4 p.m. at the uh, uh, Armstrong Fieldhouse uh, on SMU's campus. So obviously Sonny Dykes heads off to TCU and SMU actually introduced Rhett Lashley uh, on Twitter and publicly um, before Dykes was even named the next head coach at TCU. So a little bit of gamesmanship there once they got his formal uh, resignation and, and allowed them to uh, announce a next head football coach, collect that buyout from TCU. And so Lashley really was the name from the beginning and one of the few candidates they really looked at in this search. And I think for SMU to have this lined up as quickly as they did, um, regardless of how publicly the whole Sonny Dykes to TCU thing ended up playing out, was a big credit to uh, Bill Armstrong and that crew of donors uh, that were ready uh, and and had the pulse of uh, you know on the football team and 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 what was going on and where Sonny Dykes was kind of trending toward and you know just looking back on this search you know, I think they did a lot of due diligence and and they had the time to on plenty of names that would be familiar I mean we dropped some of them on the board that you would expect I mean even TCU you know, former TCU head coach Gary Patterson got looked at but Justin Fuente who was let go by Virginia Tech and has Texas ties and had success at Memphis. Uh, they they really looked at uh, a few other names and 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 explored a lot of different you know avenues. I think you know from from I mean gosh even you know I heard Bob Stoops' name come up at one point and he's now the interim at Oklahoma. So it's it's one of those searches that publicly and and from outsiders it makes probably a little less sense. But internally, and if you follow SMU football, I mean, this makes a lot of sense. And, and just from knowing Rhett Lashley his first time around uh, on the hilltop, I mean, he, this was a place that he identified that he would like to get back to in the end. And, uh, you know, sure enough, just a couple years later, he's being introduced as the next head coach. And he's a first-time head coach. There's always some wild cards to that. I think the big thing that SMU found when it dove into a lot of these different names that came up in their search was fit and what SMU needs at this point. And I'm not going to sit here and say that this hire is is going to work out. It's going to you know bring them to the next level. We'll have to see how that plays out. I want to see the staff uh, come together and, and, and what they put together. And of course, 
who else they bring in, you know, whether it be recruits or transfers in the future. But as a fit perspective, I mean, this is about as good as it gets. This is somebody that understands what the blueprint is uh, for SMU football, what it needs to be, uh, what it can be, uh, and what really this program needs next. And I think that's where Rhett Lashley really impressed the SMU brass uh, as they went through this entire process and and looked at him and and wanted to get his plan. And you know, this is a this is a program that's built to win next year. Uh, and and I think for the next couple of years to come, really, with the depth, we'll see. You know, if there are transfers, if there's attrition or what have you. But this is this is a program that's built to win. And I think Lashley was a very logical plug and play here. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, he recruited Preston Stone. Uh, he's shown a good, uh, a really strong ability to recruit. Uh, he's had a lot of different experiences. He's seen things go poorly. Um, you know, he, he saw Auburn, kind of how things fell apart there. Uh, he saw the building of SMU. He saw maybe where Sonny Dykes might have had some blind spots uh, as far as building his program and putting it together. Because I do think there are some, there are some obvious traits that looking back now that you know maybe weren't good enough to to get SMU over the top and I and and there was every season that didn't end the right way for SMU and especially in November there were all all sorts of reasons why but at the end of the day the it's it's about wins and losses and SMU never got over the top and maybe Rhett Lashley has an understanding of what to change and tweak you know, one thing that stood out to me watching him conduct practice for that offense uh, is just how attentive he is to the little things. And I'm not saying there's a short fuse there, but, you know, he could kind of go off a little bit in practice and, and really demand a little bit more than, you know, maybe you'd see energy-wise from, from the guys offensively. And, and I think that's important. And, you know, you look at the way SMU is finished in November and, that's going to be the thing that he's going to be judged on. You know, if he, if he can keep this program going in the right direction, um, trending upwards, ultimately it's going to come down to, can you get those wins in November that SMU hasn't been able to do? And it's a tough task because it takes a little bit of tweaking to what SMU has put together. And for whatever reason, I mean, whether it was COVID or coaching search or this or that, SMU hasn't gotten it done in November, and that's what really has to change, um, you know, with 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 SMU, and that's on Rhett Lashley to make that happen. And I, I think he's the right guy for the job at the right time. You know, June Jones legitimized SMU; they pulled him out of Hawaii, big name, didn't end up working out long term, but it put SMU on a good platform to show it can be good again. Chad Morris took the job because of that, and revitalized the program with some energy. Sonny Dykes took over built on Dallas, uh, which was kind of building on the Texas-based uh, idea that um, Chad Morris had, and then capitalized on the transfer portal. Rhett Lashley was there for what Sonny Dykes built, and I think that's where, it for me, this is not a, a hire that was made because of anything other than, in a way, that the blueprint is there, get someone in that can do it, execute it, and bring his own flair to it, that can push it over the top. And if you look at the reaction to Rhett Lashley being hired, a lot of positives nationally. You know, a lot of people even going back to his Arkansas State days or his Auburn, a lot of people happy for him. And I think that says a lot. You know, I mean, when Sonny Dykes was hired, it made a lot of sense. 
uh, getting a Texas guy, getting him back uh, into coaching, and and it was you know off the radar, and it worked out really well. And now kind of the the blueprint that Sonny Dykes got, which was okay, he had some buyout money or a lower salary, he could hire quality uh, people around him. You know, the hope is that Rhett Lashley is going to be able to do that as well. Uh, and we've already seen two staff members confirmed that are going to be coming with them. And that's Johnny Brewer and Kyle Cooper, who were here at SMU as analysts. Uh, they were with him at Miami. They were both with him at UConn. And Johnny Brewer was even with him at Auburn. So a lot of ties to Rhett Lashley. Even when Rhett Lashley left for Miami, I knew that those two guys, whenever he was head coach, were going to come along uh, wherever he was, barring some major, major change. Uh, and so it makes a lot of sense for them to be hired. Their roles are to be decided. Um, and, and I think we're going to see maybe a guy here or there uh, be kept on staff, maybe, uh, from the previous regime. And then uh, we'll also see uh, some other names that have been rumored, which we touched on, on Pony Stampede pop up. And we're going to find out more, I think, about that maybe at 4 o'clock on Tuesday when we hear from Rhett Lashley. Uh, and we're continuing to dig on that. If you want some more inside information on what Rhett Lashley's staff is going to look like, check out PonyStampede.com for just a dollar for your first month. That'll get you covered really through a lot of the coaching staff building and also the early early signing period. Uh, we are hearing that uh, the staff is continuing to recruit that's left in Dallas. Uh, guys are continuing to go out and make calls, try to get visits set up with the same targets that they've been targeting. I'm, I'm sure Rhett Lashley will have some input there. They'll get, you know, and hit the ground running on recruiting in that respect. Uh, one thing that stood out to me when he got introduced to the team and they released some of the video is that he's really going to meet the players and, and recruit them to stay. Because, you know, you're kidding yourself if you if you think there are going to be guys that aren't reached out to by uh, the former SMU staff or could enter the portal and head to TCU. Um, we did see Kobe Bryant, who's got one year of eligibility left, and Stone Eby. Uh, a true freshman, entered the portal on Monday. I would say that Kobe Bryant probably going to just find another place to finish out his career. He graduated, great guy, played a lot for SMU. He was a, he actually, you know, he's a guy that worked out, you know, uh, for that staff uh, pretty well just from a depth and, and playing time perspective. And then uh, Stone departs after one season, kind of said, you know, make sure you find a school that's right for you uh, over coaches. Uh, and ends up uh, transferring from SMU, so maybe it just wasn't the right fit for him. We'll see where he heads off to. But right now, uh, no other guys have entered the portal from what we've seen out there. So a lot of meetings for Rhett Lashley. He's got to build a staff. He's got to uh, recruit and start calling some of these commits. So we'll be checking in with the commits uh, as they begin to be reached out to and all that, Um, and we'll be following that. So uh, I wanted to share my initial thoughts. I think it's a a strong hire for what SMU needed at this time. Uh, we'll have more thoughts when Rhett Lashley gets off the podium. We'll drop a podcast again tomorrow on that uh, and as uh, he continues to put his staff together. So um, keep it locked on Pony Stampede. Want to share my initial thoughts on the hire, which I think overall, again, uh, a positive for SMU. I, I don't think this is a hire that you sit here and say, okay, he's going to be here for a decade or whatever. I think those days are clearly over after the Sonny Dykes uh, time at SMU and, and he just left for TCU. What Rhett Lashley is going to do is try to build a program that wins championships. He loves SMU. 
And if he left for another program that would tick some of you guys off, I think he could he would say the same thing. He he loved SMU, and I'm not trying to you know already send him out the door, but I think if anything, you guys learned uh, as you know th- this business is kind of an ugly one that coaches can come and go. You can love your time at a at a place, uh, and still eventually uh, it is time to depart. Even uh, as we found out, if it's for the rival, so Rhett Lashley taking over at SMU, uh, really excited for him. Think he and his family always had an eye to get back to Dallas, and they do just that. He gets his first shot at being a head coach after having a really successful run as an offensive coordinator at SMU in Miami, and I'll include UConn as well. He led a good turnaround there. Um, so I think the big thing, biggest thing for me is just if he is going to call plays, that's the one thing I want to confirm. But that's what I've been indicated to is that he's going to call plays. I think that's a win for SMU's offense. They've got plenty of talent expected to come back next year. Uh, and so Rhett Lashley uh, is is playing with some house money in that respect uh, if he can keep that group together. So we'll keep you guys informed on all the latest with his staff and recruiting. The press conference, 4 o'clock Tuesday at the Armstrong Fieldhouse. We'll be there to cover it for you guys and give reaction and all of those things. So be sure to keep it locked on PonyStampede.com and we'll catch you guys on Wednesday with another podcast uh, for you guys to recap what Rhett Lashley has to say in his opening press conference as SMU's coach. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.